Ryan. And I'm Chris. And what do we do here at Record Night, Chris? Here at Record Night, we talked Jordan Peterson and Ben Shapiro, and we spread misinformation of the COVID-19 vaccine. Exactly. <laughs> no, actually, what we do is we uh, pull a feed from a hat, then we, uh, we each bring a record based on that theme, and we sit down and we talk about it. That sounds uh, about right, yeah. Yeah, sometimes I drink beer, but today I'm just drinking hemp, because that's how I roll. Uh, I don't have anything to drink. I drank all oh, my water, you, although I'm prominently displaying my cup. Oh, so you yeah. think I'm hydrated? <laughs> you drained him, man. Right before you just fucking took three shots. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, if people want to get a hold of us, maybe suggest themes or want to be a featured artist on the show, how can they get a hold of us? Well, we're pretty much everywhere. So, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash record night, uh, Instagram at record night pod, all one word. We're on Twitter mm-hmm. at, I believe, record underscore night. Mm-hmm. Or right. you can just email us at recordnightpod at gmail.com. Yeah, we, we answer all those shit. Um, I mean, yeah, we I try to we check can. it as much as we can. Well, I mean, I like mine's constantly just like I'm at work. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, just like I'm checking like, like you know, our download stats and all that shit, like at least twice. Like I used to do it like constantly. Now I just do it like once or twice a day. Um, but <laughs> that sounds pretty constant to me. <laughs> yeah. I thought like, you were going to say once or twice a month. No, no, I'm like, I'm like, I'm looking at, you know, like, I'm like, there were no downloads that day. What's going on? But, um, <laughs> but no, no, uh, what our theme this, this episode is candy. Yeah. Which might be so far the only one I've like super struggled with to even think of like a single album. Yeah. Mine, uh, <laughs> mine came to me because of some stupid information I read. And I was like, oh, okay, well, and then, you know, I went unconventional and weird with it, like mm-hmm. something that's really off brand for the show. But I figured it'd be interesting to talk about the very least. Exactly. Um, we'll yeah, well, we'll, we'll talk about what we brought. I brought okay. uh, Candy O by the Cars, which I and that, the connection there is pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah. I brought Olivia Rodrigo Sour. Uh, actually, I don't think you know why I chose it for candy, but you'll find out when we talk about the record. I assumed it was just the title. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, not at all. Um, oh, I'll talk about it more when we get there. But uh, the oh, there's your kitty cat. Oh, our cat I found out today has kidney stones. Oh God, that sounds awful. Yeah, she's fine. Um, like what we're, what they're doing is there. There's two options right now. We're gonna have food that might dissolve it. Doesn't work, and then it's surgery, which we got cat, we got cat insurance, so we're all good. <laughs> but um, good. yeah, she she hasn't been acting any different, but we've noticed like 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 her pee looking weird, so we had to take her and she's mad at us right now because she hates the vet. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. so we you know we threw her in the kitty carrier, and she was like meow. I'm like I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Kiki. We just get to go, and um, we came back. She's we have the special food we have to feed her now. Mm-hmm. Like a month and then they create the kidney stones and I'll just go in there and take it out. <sighs> she's she's fine, but yeah, that's not candy. Kidney stones are not candy, but this no, episode is about them. candy. Um, <laughs> tell me what you know about the cars. Uh, honestly, not very much. I own uh, three of their albums, mm-hmm. um, like on vinyl. Yeah, I got it as like a birthday present like years ago. Did just you get like, from your dad? No, my from my uh, friend Amanda. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, I can't remember what their first album's called for the life of me. Uh, then their second album is Candio, which is this mm-hmm. one. Then a uh, third one, I believe, is called Panorama. Okay. And they're all like kind of more or less the same thing. Uh, yeah. Just this kind of easygoing, late 
seventies electro new like, wave pop kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um oh. but yeah, so this is their second album it was released in nineteen seventy nine. Um this one was more written by like the whole band, where the first one was only mm-hmm. written by one dude. Um Rico Cassette, is that who it was? Rico Cassette, right? Like the Yeah, guitarist? maybe I didn't look up any band mem- members' names. Oh wow. Okay, well. <laughs> I had some info about them, so maybe I'll give it when we when we talk more about it. This is my platform to talk about the cars. You talk about <laughs> yeah, the cars so on your own time. On some of the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> um so for this one, uh kind of out of the ordinary is most of the songs were written newly for this album. There's like mm-hmm. I think one of one and a half leftovers from their first album. This is my fave of their early three albums. I haven't listened to any of the later stuff, but I, I like this album quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just kind of fun. Late seventies pop rock. There's nothing too crazy deep about it. Nothing offensive or anything like that. I mean, uh, we'll talk about it a little, a little bit. I, I don't <laughs> think so. Except okay. like maybe some weird line in the first song. Yeah. 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 There's a first, there's a weird, little weird line in the first song. We'll talk about it. <laughs> but you know just kind of that that same problem that you end up running into with a lot of earlier rock music where it's like ooh should not have said the age of the person you are talking about because <laughs> or use the term jailbait yeah you know, like if, if you talking motorhead. about motorhead yeah yeah talking to you lemmy up in heaven or hell wherever you, where you reside um i mean i don't have an extensive list of songs that have it but it's like i think like the beatles did it in one song cars do it on here People talk about it. It's just kind of like, uh, this didn't age very well. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, mm. <laughs> but, um, uh, I, okay. So I'm going to list off Rico Kasek. We'll talk about him in after the, after the, um, it's just a sample. Have a little few tidbits about him that I want to mention. Why don't we just rattle them off now? Okay. All right. Well, okay. This is like a short thing. Rico Kasek, he, Produced um, three records by the by Weezer: the Blue Album, the Green Album, and everything will be alright in the end. And I can tell you, I hear a bunch of cars in in the in those in those at least that first first record. You hear a bunch of cars like, mm-hmm. like influence. So like like he's obviously made a mark on Weezer because um, I I don't I want to okay. So like when you showed me this record, I I knew who the cars were. I never, I, but I could, I couldn't like put a song song to the cars. And I remember my, uh, my dad had a friend when I was like growing up. He said, "You know who the cars are?" I'm like, "No, no, the cars are." That's I feel like with the cars, if I had gone with their first album, you'd be listening mm-hmm. to it and you'd be like, "This is the cars." This is okay. the like song after song is like, like I've heard that entire album somewhere on the radio. Somewhere. Okay, like okay. I bet you know most of the first album of the Cars just through like cultural osmosis. Okay, but this record's not quite as well known. I've heard these synth lines all throughout this like my life. I'm like I've heard this before mm-hmm. for this for, for especially for uh, we'll talk about the song we get to it. But um, do you want to get to the sampler? We'll just talk about the record. Yeah, we'll get into it after we uh listen to what this thing sounds like. Okay, listen to it on your preferred platform, or I guess you, you could both go buy. It. You have it on you have it on vinyl. Mm-hmm. So it's probably easily found. All right. It so this be. is this you is saying the car. all my music's easy to find. I don't. I think it's I, like an insult in our circles. 
Yeah. Vinyl collectors. <laughs> oh, you own I mean, it? Must be easy to find. Yeah. yeah. Did you buy that what, at Best Buy? The the most the, what's the most you think you ever spent on a record? Not much. It, I think it would be like if it was like a special edition of one. Because I usually okay. get in like before they're hard to find, usually, okay. but I don't know, probably like 80 bucks. I think like a 2002 reissue of My Buddy Valentine's Loveless, mm-hmm. 80 bucks on eBay. That's not bad. Yeah, it's the only thing. It's the only thing I ever spent like more than eighty bucks on for a record, unless it's like a, a box set or something like that with like a special one. So you said special edition, but no, like it was the only record that I ever bought for like for like a you know I bid on, and I'm like, well, fuck this, <laughs> like, I'm not gonna <laughs> do that again. There was also a, a a colored red version of Loveless, and I thought about like I'm like I'm and I I bid on it for like hundred bucks, and they got the three hundred. I'm like I'm not even gonna. Yeah, it's not even worth it. But um, <laughs> yeah, this this is the Cars Candy O. Candio by the cars. Yeah. Uh, so um, this album, uh, I mentioned to you just earlier this week on Messenger, I feel like a fish. Yeah. Because this thing is full mean? of hooks. <laughs> this thing is just <laughs> chock full of hooks, man. Like every single song has a hook in it. Like, oh, like, yeah. And like it, it's all super, super catchy. Oh, yeah. Dude, just 
just like a, I find myself just, you know, in the shower, walking to my car or whatever. Like, 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 uh, you know, I, I know that every single like this is just this is it's so catchy and hooky and not nothing mean that I had no problem digesting it easily. Mm-hmm. You know, like every song was, had a hook that you could just sort of latch onto. It's easy. <laughs> and that's uh, so like out of all the records I think we've ever done, this is probably the most accessible you've given me. I think so. Yeah. And yeah. I think overall, this will probably be our most accessible episode. Oh, maybe yeah. at least as far as like the album choices go, because it's like yeah. the cars are just like one of those classic bands that everyone at least knows. It's all super catchy. And then yours is a very contemporary like pop album. Yeah. And yeah, we'll talk about why I chose it, and uh, I don't know if I regret it or not. But um, <laughs> let's talk about. Uh, well, I, I do want to mention overall this thing is whole, very slickly produced, and mm-hmm. it sounds great. It sounds like it should. I think level uh, levels aren't fucked up. Um, uh, but I do think Rick, the lead singer on on all the other songs besides this one, um, he sounds or most of the other songs besides this one, he sounds like he's trying to do his best David Bowie impression. Yeah, I noticed, um, I don't know if he's like stepping outside of his comfort zone or trying different things, but I'm curious how much of like a Devo or Talking Heads influence showed up in here. Because I feel like I, and David Bowie, like I feel like I hear a lot of that on some of their songs. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, definitely sounds a lot like New Wave throughout a lot of this record. You're like, like this is, this isn't New Wave, it's like pre-New Wave, you know what I mean? Like, like it, it sounds like that's where they're headed. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's also kind of stripped down, you know. It's like it's, it's what it sounds like. Three dudes. I think that's all three or four dudes in this band. I think um, it's four, like one I, on each instrument. Okay. Okay. Uh, like the keyboards you're counting. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, I, I don't know. I mean, it could be five dudes. I I did a little bit of research to see if I it's five dudes and two of the members are gone. Uh, they've gone to, to you know, to the afterlife. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, so it'd be Benjamin Orr and Rick Okaseka. Um, Benjamin Orr died in 2000 from pancreatic cancer, and Rick uh, died in 2019 of natural causes. Mm-hmm. Which he did, they say he's recovering from surgery. I don't know what. And he had like a heart attack or something. So, but yeah, so the, the cars are sorry for the reunion tour. It's not probably, probably not going to happen. But, um, but the, yeah. Uh, it's very slickly produced. It sounds like they're heading towards new wave and there's a lot of that in this record. Um, but let's, let's just talk about the first song. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Also the first single. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. First single. Yeah. Um, so this is when, this is one of the, <laughs> the songs where we talked about, there's a little bit of questionable content when it comes to age. Cause it, he's basically he's talking about this girl. She's driving away with the dim lights on. She's making a play. She can't go wrong. And then you mentioned she says one desire. Yeah. And she won't give up because she's 17. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I got to tell you, if some 17 year old girl is chasing me, like, stay the fuck away from me. Um, I think it's the other way. I think he's chasing her. Oh, gross. Even worse. <laughs> Even worse. But uh, I mean, you could go, well, you know, rock bands did that and they did. And that's fucking awful. Yeah. <laughs> it's, still, like, uh, it's still gross. Yeah. Just because you're a rock band doesn't mean you get a pass. Yeah, yeah. That's what but, I mean. We'll days. say we'll say it a lot throughout this album. Yeah, this song has a catchy synth line. 
Oh, for sure. I, every single song, I think, and yeah. besides <laughs> one has a catchy synth line. Um, like, like the chorus, let's go, I like the nightlife, baby. She says, yeah, let's go. It's, <laughs> um, it's great uh, to, like, sing along to. It's got hand claps. Like, I, Dude, dude, so, uh, this week was a great week for hand claps. It really yeah. was. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, I really, uh, I, this, this record is just easy to hear, listen to. It's just, it's, my wife didn't go, what the fuck is this? She mm-hmm. just, she just took it, which is, uh, uncharacteristic of her listening to a record you picked. Oh yeah. I imagine. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, I think you should check out their first album. Just you got, yeah, some, yeah. got some like a spare 30, 35 minutes. I, I do <laughs> feeling in the mood for something pretty easily digestible. I think it's more poppy and more hooky than this one. Mm. Um, okay. But I do prefer this one because they, they kind of get weird with it. They don't, they don't like dip so far into like weird stuff that you're just like, what the fuck am I listening to? Well, you say that <laughs> we'll get to something later on. Uh, I, I don't think they dip that far. They do. Uh, what? We'll, we'll get to it. Okay, the, this song is a catchy song. It's 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 undeniable that it's just a a piece of just just easy and catchy. And, and if your friend wrote, yeah, and fun. This whole record's fucking fun. There's nothing depressing about it at all. It, it, I mean, like the, it's just it's just a fun record, which is fine. I don't know if I'll revisit it. I might. You might. Uh, I mean, you're feeling fun someday. You'll probably. Okay, there, there are definite songs in here that I just went back and listened to just because. Um, but, but it's it's every single song is just like a pop nugget. It's just so it's just there. Right. It's like a, <laughs> I had a tootsie roll just now. You know, that's how I'm feeling. Well, good. <laughs> but it fits the theme. It's candy. It, yeah, exactly. It's fun. It's light. It's it's unintimidating, and it's, uh, you know, there's a lot to say about about songs that are pop songs that are good. And um, this is one of them. Yeah. Well, you made the analogy. I was going to wait until we talk about the next album since it's a little more contemporary pop. Yeah. But I do mm-hmm. think like candy is a good analogy. Just like we both pick pop albums. So we obviously mm-hmm. it's kind of in the same vein of like. I pop music kind of works like candy. There's it's good. It's fun. And it, at least to my taste, I don't seek out a lot of pop music, even yeah. if it's what I similar to like, I don't eat a lot of candy, but it's like, <laughs> I don't deny that it's good. I'm not going to turn my nose up at like a, but, a Kit Kat or a Reese's cup or something like that. But then there's the, there's the um, problem where people will say, well, it's empty calories. It's disposable. It's so yeah. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. If you, I mean, if you the, came but, to this I mean, podcast to hear two dudes be mad about the fact that pop music exists, you might have come yeah. to the wrong place. It might only be one dude who's mad about it. I don't know your take on the next album. but <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, we'll, talk we'll, we'll get it. to it when we get there, which is why I was waiting. I, I will like, say it's complicated for the next record. It's complicated. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll, I mean, we're spoilers. We're going to at least I'm going to look at it as like, you know, like uh, how I would approach any other album. I'm not going to stand up on my like my snob tower and be like pop music sucks. Cause you can, Oh, you can dance to it. Yeah. People, <laughs> people like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people go to, people go to music for different things. And, uh, it's, and yeah, I've, I've discovered this as a, you know, not as a late, but as a grown person, you know, cause in, in high school, I was like, fuck everyone who like says this. I'm like, well, they like the same things. I like kind of, <laughs> but, yeah, but, um, it's like, 
I just, just because there's things that like you've heard before or stuff like that. I think we put it in this like position of like, there's like objective things to look at in music. And it's like, Oh, it's not using, you know, a mixolydian scale in seven, six time <laughs> or whatever. And you're like, does it, does it matter? Like I, people I, can I, dance I, to it. People can enjoy it. It's got he, lyrics that people can understand why, like maybe that's what someone's seeking. Who cares? I also, I also think that some people that if they come to this podcast, expect us to have high-minded concepts about key and, uh, you know, scales or whatever they use or, you know, time signatures, they're going to be co- walk away disappointed because we, we don't really talk about music that way, even though we both play instruments. Oh, I would I, love, I, I mean, I'd love to at some point. I just don't okay. have the, I don't have the training under my belt to Neither be able I. to like, I don't listen have to a song and be like, oh, I know what key that's in. Yeah. 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 Or, yeah. Yeah. I, not that I really know that stuff. You know, I heard it, but like, like we both play an instrument, but I just play it for fun. I, I, I don't pretend to know. I'm a fucking. I don't pretend to think like I'm a fucking master at this six string I have. You know, mm-hmm. I love it, and you know, it makes me feel happy. And I just play it loud and just. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's <sighs> my that's my fair warning if you're listening to this to get your uh, yeah, your snobby you position. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you want us to agree with you on that, I we'll see what happens, man. <laughs> I mean, I whether I like it or not do, doesn't really matter. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with it being with either of these being pop albums. No, no, they, they exist, and we're not we're not showing the establishment at all. Let's <laughs> let's you know well, let's move on to since I held you, which is my favorite song on the record. Oh, really? second favorites, second favorite song on the record. It's a pretty good one. Um, <laughs> you do you do kind of start to notice as you go through the album that most of the songs are pretty much just about love and girls. Oh yeah, and you know, but oh baby, please don't run pretending it's fun. You know, um, but um, <laughs> oh please, so silky slow. Oh baby, please don't go. Like like these these lyrics can show up in a million songs. <laughs> you exactly. know what I mean? <laughs> and that's like so uh one of the things I noticed about this record, and not so much for some songs, but I was thinking, oh, these these are song lyrics for they could have been fifties rockabilly songs. Like they're so simple and so mm-hmm. universal that you know, like it's he's not talking about fucking or something I held you, right? That's that's kind of sweet. You know what I mean? Like exactly. Like, so like these songs are kind of you know mostly, um, but these songs, I, I I think that uh that they sound contemporary. They don't sound anything like like they don't wear and you know it doesn't sound like the fucking Eagles or doesn't sound like Elvis Presley. It just sounds like a new wave band getting their feeding that they mm-hmm. put in young guys playing uh, fun music. Exactly. It's, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure if I went online, I could find tabs for this. These major chords or, or bar power chords, either one. But it's been described as you know rock or pop rock, uh, power pop, which is my favorite term for this because that's what it sounds like to me. Power pop. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how to describe this. Like, I think a lot of people have said it's kind of like new wavy, and I think they may have come from new wave, but it's I, it's very distinctly like the cars. Yeah, doesn't the, the guitar in it is kind of angular in that sort of way that new wave bands have an angular guitar? It's like it's very trebly, 
You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, well, this song specifically, uh, with it being trebly, like it comes off as a country twang to me. Yeah, it, it does have a twang to it. And it, but it was my it, most immediately likable song. It's like the one that that I my ears would perk up if I'm listening to in the back. I'm like, oh yeah, I like this song. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think but, what I really like about this one is it almost gets like a little darker when the line, uh, like something in the night just don't sit right. Mm-hmm. Like it's a really solid hook, but it's like it something in the song changes. Like, I don't know if it switches to like minor or something like that, but it yeah, makes yeah. It, it it gives it kind of like this like darker feel, and it like really stands out. Like if you stop paying attention for a second, you're like, wait a second, what is that? Hold on, oh, oh, oh. just don't sit right, and now it's not going to sit right for me, yeah, because <laughs> it's creepy. <laughs> um, but no, since I held you, it's a pretty killer song. I like it a lot. Uh, I meant to ask you about the cover real quick. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty provocative cover, right? Yeah, I think they uh, they hired a like a cover artist that used to work for Playboy who had like retired, and they're like, "This is what we want." Okay, and that's what they got. <laughs> so, well, okay, thanks a lot, dude, for that. I guess <laughs> I, I really have no. I just I just saw the cover. I'm like, "That's that's what is that?" And so I looked it up. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but it's so I, I imagine there's some dude out there, some 55 year old dude. Who's on a message board, like a PHP message board, that has that as his avatar? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's gotta be. Um, but uh, I, I, I hesitate to call this dad rock because I don't, I don't know if my dad's ever listened to the cars. And I, I think when you think dad rock, you're thinking a bit more mid seventies, early seventies. Hmm. Yeah, I think just by the nature of it being more like poppy and stuff like that, like it's, I mean, it's from the era that dads are from, but I don't think it's specifically. <laughs> like only dads like this, you know? Well, I'm 35. I'm pretty, I'm I'm dad age. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, like, like I remember when my dad 35, 35, but he had me when he was like 22. So I was like, what's weird. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, it's all I can do. Keep waiting for you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This, it starts off kind of like ballady at the start. You think they're going to slow down for a second and then they don't. But it's very breezy to this song, you know, like like I can feel I felt myself with the convertible with the top down uh, driving down the 101 in California. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, with the sunglasses, my hair out. That's what I got from this song. In your car. Yeah, in my, in my car. So look at that. Um, I like the way this one like builds in layers. Like it takes a little bit for the car or not the car, the guitar to show up. Yeah. yeah. The synth to show up. It's just, it's a it's a cool structure to it. Like they're they're doing interesting things within the like confines of like a pop song. Yeah, it it's got like that uh, sort of. Oh, I got my notes over here. Well, I'm not using those. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, I did say it does have an interesting structure. This song, particularly, I like the dirty guitar in it because like you hear the synth and then you hear that sort of dirtiness. Yeah. Guitar in it, which uh, I really liked about that. And man, the hooks don't stop here, man. <laughs> like, no, like, like, right. And this is like across their first three albums, at least Cause those ones I've listened to. I haven't gone beyond, so they could keep it up. But those first three albums, they write every song as if it's going to be the single or a hit oh. or something like that. Like, you could pick any song from any of these mm-hmm. three albums and be like, this is going to write. You can pick 95% of this. Okay. Album. Thank you. <laughs> but this nobody's song itself gonna is- pick, Nobody's going to pick a filler track to be a single. You don't know that, <laughs> unless 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 you're Neil Young, unless you're has, Sonic Youth. Oh yeah, fucking dude. Like, uh, okay, do you like Bad Moon Rising? Do you like that song? Do you fucking do you know what I'm talking about when I say I've, Bad Moon Rising? I've 
never listened to Sonic Youth. What in the fuck, dude? Well, how? Uh, hmm. <laughs> no, uh, you don't. You're not never going to be as good as people say it is. Oh yeah, that's true. Like you're gonna listen to Daydream Nation and be like, it wasn't that good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I. Mm, so I can't talk to you about Bad Moon Rising. I guess not. Nope. Okay. Well, uh, guys, when we do that record, which I don't know if we ever will do that record, <laughs> we'll talk about it then. <laughs> oh, we could always do misconnections again. Do you think Sonic Youth was there for you? It could be. I haven't oh, yeah. listened to him, and I need to. Okay. Do you need to, though? I think so. Like, like Dinosaur Jr. is one of the bands I need to listen to. I just don't know to begin. Oh, they've got so much. Yeah, it's like, do you go pre-hiatus or post-hiatus? Yeah, and are Mud Honey still around? I think they are, right? I think so. Okay, anyway, we're moving on. Welcome to the podcast <laughs> where we just list, list every band we've never listened to. Yeah, and people are like, what, what kind of dweebs are these guys? Because we're doing dweeby shit right now. Uh, with <laughs> It's All I Can Do... This they do it a few times on the album, but they they'll end on like a bunch of like chorus repeats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm fine with it most of the time near the end. <laughs> about, I think like the last track is the one where it's the worst, but they repeat it. But it's also the strongest part of the song. So I'm fine with them it, doing it like really I like, can do. Yeah, yeah. Dig those claws into you. Get it stuck in your head. I know. Like, yeah, on. I don't think there are songs that uh, exceed the. There's like one or two songs that made three exceed the three minute thirty second mark. It's a thirty five minute record. It's super easy to get through. Oh yeah. Um, there's a, you're not tracks. like yeah yeah yeah. And you're not over here like God get to the fucking crescendo of the song. Uh, you know, and you're not you're not belabored by it. Like uh, I'm, not, I'm not shitting on um explosions in the sky, but their songs are long, mm-hmm. and they they do they take a while to get to the point. <laughs> and I like I like the band a lot, but they're. You know, sometimes it's a, it's sometimes not sure, but it's it's intense to get through. And yeah, you really got to be like in the mood for something like that. And this, which this is where an album is, like this, it's like, yeah, I just want to listen to music. I don't know what I want to listen to. Yeah, it's I'll jaunty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an, it's 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 a it's a break. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a break from you, this double life. Which oh is the name shit! Of the next track. That is totally right, and it, it's this one to me is the one where I actually wrote down New Wave. It's I, I don't think I know enough about New Wave to say whether something is New Wave or is not or is not New Wave. Okay, can I name a few new New Wave bands maybe you've heard of? Elvis Costello would be like really the only one. Oh, they'd be pushing it too. I think he's like the New Wave guy. What do you mean? I, okay, okay. I mean, I guess you're right. I'm only really familiar with this year's model, and to me, that isn't selling New Wave. Uh, maybe is Devo New Wave? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Hold on. So is Tears for Fears, and so is uh, Fucking Seagulls. Oh, hey kitty. <laughs> they come in here to poop next to like. I leave the door open so they don't bug me and mess with the door, and then now they're coming in and messing with me. Well, oh uh, well. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll we end. Let the cats uh, be a guest star on the episode. Like, do you have the do you have the litter box in there? Yeah, mm. we need to have two. Oh yeah, Creech Cat, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, because we have we have three, um, two upstairs and one down in the basement, because sometimes they want to be down here while we're working, and uh, I don't know why. <laughs> like we could <laughs> we could probably just have two. I don't know, but uh, moving on. 
Do, do yeah, like we're that. flock of going back to what you're saying. Our flock of seagulls, new wave. I thought they were mm-hmm. just pop music. Tears for Fears is also another one. I don't know if I ever listened to Tears for Fears. Oh, uh, did you know their song? Everybody wants to that song. <laughs> you can. You want some? Yeah, man. Okay, right. Well, yeah. You so you're you're kind of confused with what new wave is. Uh, I think we're both confused with what new wave is. Oh, dude. Okay, that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, this one has a nice uh, drums and all that stuff. It's a it's a fun song. Uh, It's got um uh like electronic drums in it, which is the first time Mm -hmm. those show up. Yeah, and I I think there's a term called if I make yeah. Let me see if I'm on the right one. Yeah, Double F has its, the term Wonder Maze in it, which I kind of want to see what that looks like. <laughs> what a Wonder Maze is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it lifts me from the Wonder Maze. Alienation is the craze. I'm not, this is the song that I'm like, I'm like, it could, it could be a, about a girl or it could be like, I have no fucking clue. Like, right. Yeah. So, uh, this song though. So here's what uh, I've got. Uh, this uh-huh. is the top 10 best new wave bands. We've got Blondie, okay. Duran Duran, uh-huh. Talking Heads, The Police, Devo, Depeche Mode, The Cure, and Culture Club. Look at that. I didn't know any of those bands. New wave. I guess Wandy's up there. Man, I don't. It's just such a nebulous genre. Okay, yeah, that, yeah. At least for the most part, <laughs> makes me think it's just uh, punk bands He's... selling out. <laughs> oh, yeah, you think so? Okay, that, that's a. Oh, the cars are on here. The cars are number eleven. Look at that. What's it? What's below that? Oh gosh, this is a hundred. Okay, this is a hundred okay. artists list. I'm What's not reading the... all of them. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> let me let me see. I think it's uh, Adam and the Ants. Mm, I guess so. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm not very familiar with Adam and the Ants. You should show up on that on a fungus like the the um. I actually used to have like a punk station, right? And so they'd play Adam and the Ants and shit like that. And then right next, no effects would come on. I was like, this is interesting and weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like Adam and the Ants, so. Hmm, Never listened. Yeah. You don't have to. But I have listened <laughs> to The Cars, <laughs> the band we are tra- attempting to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I like, it, it's a thing they do in a few songs, but it's like they'll kind of have this palm muted guitar that's, almost kind of acting as like the bass mm-hmm. in the song. It's not, it's just kind of there to like hold on to the, the chord structure. Um, this was the third single off this album. Also oh. not my fave. Uh, no, not, one, mine, not mine either. It, I, maybe they just thought they were doing something interesting by having the like electronic drums it, being, being so far removed from like music technology that it was coming out. It just feels like the song didn't change or doesn't change at all for four minutes. And I'm like, well, what am I supposed to latch on to here? It's kind of corny. A little it's bit. Little, it's I a little know. corny. Yeah, I just there. There's something I'm missing in here that they thought it was a good idea to make this song four minutes long without changing. And just maybe the novelty of it is lost on me, but not a huge. You want, do you want, about, you want to talk about novelty songs? Let's talk about the next one. Should <laughs> we do? Should we do? Sounds like a noisy arcade. Uh, it's a, I, I, if I'm if looking at a vinyl aspect, it's like the second side of it. Like, uh, you know, breaks it breaks it like not in two, but like it separates the record. I think if I had to pick, separates. Uh, is that what you think? Okay, well, I own enough. the record, so I know. Oh, that's true. What, what am I talking shit? <laughs> um, 
But do you like Shibuya? Like, what do you think of Shibuya? It's a minute and a half. It's fine. It's basically like it connects Candio to Double Life because it it fades in from the end of uh, Double Life, and then like Candio just kind of like pops out of it. And they do that twice on this album, just for whatever reason. Um, Yeah, this it's it's a filler track basically. and this is another one where it's like, I, I don't know what the, what was interesting or novel at that time, because we're so far advanced with music stuff where it's like, is this cool, like sequenced synth driving, like craft worky sound is like, is this something that you're listening to? And people are like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, Cause now it just sounds, it sounds like the most basic of like synth music. It does. It's, it's not that interesting. I mean, it's cool, but it's not. I'm not like I'm over here, like oh my god, <laughs> you know, like yeah, it's it's whatever. It's certainly not my favorite, um, and it's got these weird like echoey vocals that are probably ad libbed with dude saying, "Don't you tell me what to do, motherfucker." You didn't say that, that, like that. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's 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 a barely a song. <laughs> it yeah. really is. It's a barely a song. Should we do? But uh, do you think? If they taken they'd taken Shibidu out, would it sound good to you still, or would you think that Shibidu is integral to these eleven songs to make it Candio? Um, I don't know. Like uh, part of what I really appreciate about Candio over uh, their first album is that it does kind of indulge in a little bit of weirdness. Mm. So it's not just thirty minutes, thirty-five minutes of hooks and poppy stuff and all that it's you get like a full a full range of stuff and this kind of it's like they put a little they put a little weird thing in there doesn't okay. it doesn't really overstay its welcome it's only, like you said it's only a minute and a half yeah that's true like, here you go here's yeah here's a little bit of weird just <laughs> <sprinkle it on laughs> there. yeah the people, people be like man that was a trippy track and be like yeah maybe yeah <laughs> but, but you know what's, it leads you know what's into candio candio which is my favorite track. Oh, and it, it also right. stands out in in a really weird way. I think the breakdown, a lot of it. <laughs> like, there's something. Okay, I first decided to check out this album because the Melvins covered this on one of their first albums. That makes sense. They covered the song, <laughs> and it's like you listen to it, and maybe it's just because I have it like linked in my brain as Candio is a Melvin song. Yeah, this sounds like a Melvin song. <laughs> like it sounds uh, it sounds we- it's like kind of punky maybe like a little like grungy like this, I this do like, song for whatever reason feels way ahead of its time it does have like a really cool um i guess a short guitar solo after the second chorus or the chorus they have a real breakdown for verse three uh-huh. and they have that i'm like oh, look at that little showboating going on but um again candy oh i need you so i'm trying to figure out if they if if what came in that line, like did they, they add the O to make so work, or did they say Candio? I'm just, I'm, I'm, re- I'm confused by the Candio part. I don't Not know. That I mean, this might have been just a time where people are adding O to the end of names. Yeah. What do you think about when people like repeat like syllables? You know, like they'll be like, like those. It sounds like an old like you're like in school, and they'd be like, you repeat the same letter three three times over before you start the song. Come on, that sort of thing like that. I don't. I think it's fine. That's, okay, 
Doesn't bug, a, it certainly doesn't bug me. Yeah, I don't know anymore about it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one is definitely like the most rockin' song on the album. That's a really standout synth line, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, well, do, I suppose. And I, this is just kind of like another, it's like another weird one. I feel like this one, it, it's just another weird song on this, on this album. Very, it's got, this one's got kind of the weirder lyrics too. Like you got a uh, edge of night, distract yourself. Uh, obstacles don't work. Homogenize, decentralize. It's just a quirk. Just a quirk. It's like, what are you talking about? We're talking yeah. about, <laughs> talk about love and star. girls again. What are you talking about? <laughs> Peculiar star. Uh, that's who you are. Uh, that's who you are. Do you have to win? <laughs> the fuck, dude? I feel like it, like, I feel like what he did is he let the notebook around his house and people come just add a line. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. what it really seems like to me. <laughs> but it's not bad. I like this song. It's a good song. It's uh, catchy as fuck, too. Oh, like, yeah. You won't find anything more. I mean, uh, on this whole record, you're going to find all kinds of hooks. And this is, like I said, I was a fish in water and I kept getting caught with these hooks in <laughs> Yeah, but um, let's talk about night spots. Yeah, I feel like after the kind of two or three weirder songs, we get back to the the typical cars fair. Except it seems like he's kind of singing in like a funny voice. Yeah, and this is where I was some other P continents like like to tight and uh, you get the dancing and like like uh that thing, and that's where I that's where I remember it from somewhere. Um, but this it definitely gave me big like. David Byrne or Devo vibes, like mm-hmm. I got that like too. he heard Psycho Killer for the first time, and he was like, "I'm gonna <laughs> sing like that." Oh, I mean, do you, do you have a problem with like the weird voice that people so like that affectation? Maybe no, I I don't have a problem with it, but it's just kind of like hearing it from this time period is just like, oh, he's doing that, a talking a, heads thing. That was a the thing then, yeah. Um, I uh. I there's not really a chorus in this song. Uh, like there's repeated things for sure. Like I guess oh shake me down or how you shake me up and down. That could be the chorus, but I really felt like it, it hits right when the light outro is just an automatic line. I like that part. I, mm-hmm. I actually uh, to me that was um that was interesting. Uh this this does have like a weird moment though where it's got these like like a chaotic like synth section. Yeah, I mean I like I like I like nine spots, uh, automatic line. Do you want to move on to you can hold on too long. You can't hold on too long. Yeah. Uh, which is another one that kind of like fades in from the previous song. And the way they do it is really weird. Cause usually when you're trying to blend songs together. They connect in some way. This, yeah, this one does like, it does kind of can, it, it bleeds into it. And you don't hear it that does, a lot. but like they don't connect. They don't like sound similar. They're not in the same no. key. They're not in the same tempo. It's just like, it fades in and it works. But it's just such a weird, like, why did you choose to crossfade these? They don't, they don't fit together. But I like yeah, it. Yeah, uh, it's jaunty. This this song's jaunty. It's got fun guitars. Uh, but I, I wrote down note that says, huh, with a question mark. I don't know why I put that. <laughs> so uh, the problem, this is another one I'm not, like, super big on. Because um, I like the music. And I like mm-hmm. the singing. But I feel like they don't. Mm-hmm mesh like they don't match each other at all like he's singing a different song or they're playing a different song there's something about it that it's like it, it doesn't like fully come together for me what i got from it i might myself is that uh 
I, I noticed that happens a lot with a lot of records I buy right off the bat. Like when I was like, this doesn't seem to go like the, the vocal melody didn't seem to work. But after like, I don't know, eight or nine times of hearing that one, no effects record, I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it does work. But, uh, but, uh, this one, I, I, I couldn't grasp it as well as I wanted to. And of course the lyrics just mean bullshit. They don't mean anything. Um, <laughs> You can't hold on to them. It's all right, right? What? What the fuck? Okay, like, like. Um, but I, uh, I think maybe that's just a failing of a pop record, then, or at least a pop song. Like, if it's something I have to listen to ten times to get it, yeah. no, it should be immediately. Oh, if you're gonna be on the radio, yeah, you got to, you got to be like, you got to get that person who's listening to listen, so they can, yeah, so they can hear it again, which. Yeah, I don't. This wouldn't be a single I would choose <laughs> personally, but it's not a bad song. It's just it's just weird. No, I don't think there's any bad songs on here. There's just a couple that aren't my fave. But again, the album's only like 35 minutes long, so you don't have to hang out too long. Uh, the Lust for Kicks is my favorite song on the record. It's a good one. Uh, yeah. It's a little more fun. They do a lot of weird like studio sounds where they put in like canned applause little synth like squelches some echoes this synth line i've heard somewhere before like i've heard this synth line especially during the chorus part like like i've heard it somewhere right and i don't know where or i've i've done it because it's just a run up and down um this song i mean if i were talking about the wish it's about fucking like that's what it is but um they're just fucking but uh, i think so i there's also like this little bit of like it's two people who are together, but it's like they obviously don't work together. Yeah, yeah, but they're they're just they're just having fun, I guess. Yeah, like it's yeah, it's is. I'm trying to figure out like so. You, there's a there's two lines in here that I'm like, what? So she goes, he goes, he's got his own dumb waiter. She's reading one fell swoop. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. Yeah, because we got some other stuff. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Or like he says it a weird way, and maybe that's just his his way of writing. But uh, it's a good. It's my favorite song. It's the most catchy. I I really enjoy this song. I, it's the one I went back to and listened to just just apropos of nothing. Like like I, I, did, I had the record down. Like listen to Lust for Kicks because that song's killer. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll look into it. We'll do research. Okay. You said she's reading what one fell swoop. Yeah, one fell swoop. Uh, there's nothing ungenious about it. I'll let you know that right away. <laughs> but is what you think One Fell Sweep is a book? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Or like a magazine? Because they're talking about Hipper Raider, just like a couple it lines could, later. Like it could be, I don't know what it is, but it's like saying he has his own dumb waiter makes me think like he's a rich guy. So what is One Fell Swoop? Or, or he's got a side chick, or there's his real girlfriend's dumb waiter. I don't know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, they're misplaced fix. Like a misplaced fix, they're mad about each other. They blame it all on the lust for kicks. Lust for kicks. They're they're having fun. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Uh, do you have any plastic sneakers? Because I don't. Uh no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm question. You've got a lot on your head or a lot on your mind. Uh yes. Okay, because both this he's got a lot on his head, and most of it is you. Um, I've got a I lot on my head. This song has the catchiest chorus. Oh, you think so? It's another one of my favorite ones, but yeah, it's oh, it's so good. 
<laughs> this song's fast paced. It's a rock song. It's, it sounds like a synth organ too. You're like, and there's lyrics about, I, I sort of got like a red light district sort of tip down the alleyway, take the back stairs sort of thing. But, but yeah, this song is, it's a, it's a fast paced fun song. Mm-hmm. It almost opens like a punk song. Oh yeah. I got that too. It does open like a punk song. I mean, it also, it changed up the structure a little bit that it opens with the chorus or the hook. Oh yeah, that's true. I mean, I wish more bands would do that personally. I, I think it's just a, it's a pretty easy way to change things up a little bit from going verse, chorus, verse, chorus. You can go chorus, verse, chorus, verse. Yeah, that's true. Lock me away with the silly bows the boys go. <laughs> Take me apart because I'm out of control. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> some, of these, some of these lyrics are so silly, but they're, they're, it's a fun song, so I can't, I'm not talking shit about the lyrics at all. Um, yeah, but, they're not trying to do anything deep with them. They just want to have no. fun. Yeah, and that's that. Can we ask for anything more from the cars <laughs> just to be fun? Exactly. They got a lot in their head, and most of it is whoever this person is. But most of it is you. Yeah, I would stop thinking uh, about her. Yeah, I, I, I just I got a problem with that. I got a lot in my head. Like, is he bouncing shit on his head, or is it mean mine? It's probably. I think he means mind. It must just be uh, a seventy-nine. Uh, <laughs> no, we'll just we'll say it's like Boston slang or something. Boston's oh they they're from Boston are you mm-hmm. saying there okay we knew that <laughs> another names we knew from Boston hey uh, Boston is one thing not five members that's true <laughs> what do you think about Boston the band uh they're pretty good I haven't listened to a lot of them I know I played two of the two of their songs on guitar because my guitar teacher was a big fan of Boston he told me more than the feeling and uh, what's the other one long time. yeah. But I learned, I know I play their songs, which is weird. Songs, <laughs> like, like the songs that like everyone play, it's it's Boston's one of the feeling. Dan, dan, dan. Yeah. But you know what song I don't know how to play though? Dangerous, is that dangerous type. type. Yeah. Uh longest track on the album. Uh mm-hmm. also the second single. And I think the way it opens sounds eerily like Let the Good Times Roll off their first album. I wouldn't know. Just the way they're playing the guitar is like, this sounds like let the good times roll. Okay. Uh, this, this song, uh, I, the, I don't know what the dangerous type is, mm-hmm. but, but the girl likes it. She's a lot like you, the dangerous type, or she's a dangerous type like me. Like she, she's such a badass, dangerous. My middle name's danger. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, uh, this is, this song, I was like, it's all right. It's a good way to end it. I mean, it's they don't waste time with sequence. I don't think on this record, like not really beyond like connecting some album or some songs together. Yeah. Because every song, like we said, is more, mostly a pop nugget. Like, like you could just take a, a most songs on this, except for one or two um, that you could just take it out and put it on. You're like, Oh, this is a song that's self-contained. It doesn't exactly. need any, it doesn't need any, uh, you don't need to add. It's a, it's a piece of candy. It's not a meal with a side. It's this. It's this piece of candy, right? You know? Which, and I think as far as like ending tracks go, if I were to choose one, it would probably be this one. Um, yeah, but it's the longest. Me. It's the longest one on here, and they do like near the end of the track. It's like they just kind of keep singing the chorus and adding like more layers. Like I think every instrument is doubled at some point. Like it just sounds yeah. big and full, and then it just kind of fades out. So you get this yeah. like 
one last like hook crescendo kind of thing at the end of the album. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just to kind of some some little something to hang on to. Before Imagine they ended it with Shooby Doo. but you have all three cars record you have the first three cars record and this your what's your favorite of this is my favorite of them Mm, cool and i think if you like the hook and like nature of the stuff on here check out their first one okay because i I think that one's a lot more like laser focused on every track being like a radio hit it makes you wonder if like they, they wrote that way or the, the studio was like, we can't put this out. I'm not, I don't really believe that's the case with them though. Honestly, I mean, this, really- this album is actually better selling and more popular than their first one, but their yeah. first one I think is maybe stood the test of time better. Mm-hmm. At least as far as like what people remember, what shows up in commercials or what, like if you do listen to that one, text me because you're going to get like three songs in and be like, I've heard these songs a million times. Okay. I mean, I might do it tomorrow. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or tonight, or I'm, I don't know. It's Friday. Like, whatever, whatever you want. want. Yeah. What the fuck ever. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I think I'm ready to talk about my record. I think I am also ready to talk about your record. Okay. So why you I chose, it. Okay. Leave your red, we go sour. Uh, it came out last year. It was number one in platinum, and everyone knows the fuck Leave your maybe you know, but. The reason I chose for strict candy is uh when this record came out at the flagship Sour Patch Kids store in NYC, they sold Olivia Rodrigo Sour Patch Kids. Interesting. You could you could buy a bag of Sour Patch Kids, Olivia Rodrigo Sour, like like the cover on the front of it, and it's Olivia Rodrigo Sour Patch Kids candy. And so that's partly why I chose it. But here's the thing. I, I didn't know that when I chose it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, uh, I chose it because I'm like bubblegum pop, obviously. And then I was like, and then I listened to him like, that doesn't exactly work. So yeah, it's research. definitely not bubblegum pop. No, it's not. And uh, so, but now it works now, like uh, retroactively. <laughs> like, I found right. this out. I found this out shortly after I chose it. Like, I was like, because uh, I was not going to choose it. And then I was like, well, fuck it. Let's get weird. Uh, for Let's go off brand of the show because this is. I, usually, you and I, we don't generally talk about contemporary pop music. Exactly. Con- like, I think, I think it's good for us to, I don't know, listen to stuff we don't normally listen to because we've kind of been, we we've gotten stuck in a couple of ruts of like, here's our early two thousand pop punk, here's our yeah. dad rock, here's yeah. here's this. Uh, so now it's good to like, okay, now we're talking about a contemporary pop album that we would have never listened to. Oh yeah, I would have never listened to this um, if we didn't do the candy thing. Because um, right away I was thinking, and I got I got a little thing to say is that I've I've heard the first song I heard was "Driver's License" on the radio. Olivia Rodrigo, she is born in two thousand three, so she's just turned eighteen, right? When mm-hmm. she was writing this record with her writing partner, she's sixteen, seventeen. Um, she is famous for being on two Disney shows, "Bizarre Vark." And high school musical the musical the series on both on Disney Channel. Um, so uh right away you're thinking, Oh, she's a Disney artist, so she got she got picked up by that's why she has a record deal, and that's probably probably part of it, right? Right. But uh this record is a parental advisory because it has five fucks in it. The word fuck it fuck, does have it does have some cuss words. 
Yeah, it says five fucks and two shits in it. Mm-hmm. Five fuck words and two shit words. And um, and uh, that that's why it's a parental advisory. And that's when I heard one of the first song I heard was by driver's license. And immediately listening to the car, and because uh, she's having tough for just to back on music, and I was like, I like this song. And then when you hear the fucking takeout, I'm like, yeah, I really like this song. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, okay, so this this pop artist isn't afraid to put a fuck word in their song on the you know they'll take it on the radio, but you know what she's saying, right? Exactly. And it's not like it's not like Kid Rock going radio edit puts in his song like some sort of dork. No, like she said, um, she said fucking, and they just took it out. And driver's license is that song, but uh, I think the only one I'd heard was "Good for You" because it showed up as like on like a TikTok trend or something like that. That's part of the reason that I kind of cringed to the all throughout this record, not because the songs are bad, the songs are solid, but I'm like, God, it's so TikToky. I've like this shit's all over TikTok, and that that's part of the reason why. Uh, we don't connect with it because we're not Zoomers. We're not Generation Z. So this record wasn't made for us, which is fine. Right. Uh, but a lot of people really like this record. Uh, a lot it was of on a lot like of it. like, it was on a lot of like end of year lists last year. Yeah, for which sure. Is why it I was fine with checking it out. Yeah. Um, but uh, Olivia Rodrigo, uh, I chose it because the candy thing from NYC and also because it's bubblegum pop, but it's not that. It's not bubblegum pop at all. No. Uh, this this record has some bangers on it. <laughs> like, like to me, it, um, we'll, we'll get into it, but I, yeah. I will say spoilers. It specifically has only three bangers on it. <laughs> <laughs> Is one of those bangers, the first track brutal. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we should listen to the sampler and then talk about each oh, yeah, track. Fuck it is. Sorry. <laughs> okay, guys. Um, this is all of you. You go sour. You've either heard it or you're about to hear part of it. Now, here we go. Beautiful girl you've ever seen, and he turned. I 
across the room Cause all I see are girls too good to be true With paper white teeth and perfect bodies Wish I didn't care, I know their beauties God, I hope that you're happier today Cause I love you And I hope that you're okay That was a little weird was sour Are you surprised this was like a top record of the year for some people? Yeah mm -hmm. Like, uh Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't know, like I I stand firmly by there are three really good songs on here. And it's one of those brutal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So basically when I went into this, I knew driver's license was like a song, but I hadn't heard it. The only one I'd really heard was good for you. And a lot of it was like, I felt like the album was being like sold to me or like passed around as like, she's the new like pop punk paramore thing she's gonna she's gonna fill that role of like an this is like an avril lavigne or something like that yeah i got that too and i to me when people say pop punk i'm like what two songs on this like three songs on this or pop punk like exactly like, like if it, I, it's not a punk record it's she's dressed up as some sort of uh underdog selling millions of records or some sort of like 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 a genre breaking like mastermind. No, the, the, okay, all these songs except for two of them, she did write two of these songs by herself. All these songs are co-written people, right? We'll talk about that. But most of the songs are written by her and produced in Dan Nigro, who's part of some failed indie band named As Tall as Lions, I think. Yeah, as tall as lion. Mm. As tall as lions, right? I don't want to say failed because this guy's written songs for Carly Rae Jepsen, all these people. He's a songwriter. And mm -hmm. he heard her on TikTok or some shit. It was like, you write really good music. We should write music together. Right? Which is fine. That's how pop stars are made. Uh, but, like, she's shown as some sort of underdog or some sort of, like, or some sort of, like, like, you know, some, some, some subversive. And she's not. This is packaged for mass consumption. So you can't say she's subversive or that she's edgy. When she is edgy, and when it comes to being a Disney star, Sing the fuck word five times and shit twice. And uh, apparently the fuck word was uh, suggested by a producer, not by her. Like, so like, I, I do like the fact that she did that, but to, to me, like to say that she's, <laughs> that she's uh, like an underdog or, you know, punk icon or whatever shit people are saying, that's not the case. This is a pop record. It sold millions. It was the one in like many countries, number one. And, and it's it's not awful and it's not offensively bad, but it's disingenuous. I want something. If I want something, I would want something more raw than this. If if I, there would be number one for me, it would it would mean more to me. And it doesn't. It's candy. It's empty calories. <laughs> You're much more passionately against it than I am. My issue, my issue with the whole thing. I don't hate it. It's just it's just that like. That's what I was saying. I, well, you had said that I love this record because I was talking about it so much. I'm like, no, I'm confounded by it. 
This record confounds <laughs> me. I guess I'm I'm confounded by the marketing. Maybe I just hit got the marketing for like good for you, and that's mm-hmm. it. Um, because yeah. the album is mostly I think what like eight tracks, seven tracks of of, of the same thing of, of the same songs. Okay, so well, yeah, that, that's that's kind of my issue. Is it's a lot of like slower songs, but then you see how it's being sold, and the the one song I had heard, I was like, oh, it's gonna be like it's going to have like a kind of like a punk attitude, like a it's, it's a pop album with a punk attitude. And I don't want to say pop punk because pop punk is its own genre that it is not. Um, but it's mostly just kind of like slow piano ballads. Yeah. And, and with also, these three songs that stand out very uh, weirdly. Um, I would say that I think with the seven song, the 11 songs on this thing, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Seven of the eleven songs deal with the exact same subject. Like oh, I thought exact it's, same. no, it's ten. Ten of the songs, <laughs> with one of them that stands like lyrically is so out of place. Like if you're trying to do, it, it's a breakup album about one yeah. single breakup that she has no. It's the same thing seventeen times. <laughs> yeah, it's it's no evolving feelings about it. It's not like you know, like early where it's more raw and then it it narratively moves on to like. <laughs> I'm trying to get over it. Like I feel like as a whole, we'll we'll get to a, uh, basically when we get to the last track. Oh. I feel like it should have been. This is where you put. It, you know, you mentioned it. It sold a bunch of copies. I think that's kind of the the point of a pop album is you want to sell a bunch of copies. And I think if they wanted to sell even more copies, you put your like. I don't. I don't need you song here. Like <laughs> I've gotten over it. I'm, I'm an awesome individual, something like that. The pink you in your hand tonight song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's just so weird that it's like, it's like 10 tracks of talk, all talking about one breakup that she feels exactly the same way about on every track. And it's like, oh, this is, yeah. it's all the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So, but we'll talk about this first song, uh, Brutal, which is uh, when going to this record, because I've only heard these three songs off it. I like this song. I was like, if this whole record's kind of like this, I'm going to dig it. Yeah, uh, it sounds same. like a, it sounds like a Courtney Barnett song uh, from her first record. All angst. She says the fuck word in it. She says, uh, I'm so sick of 17. Where's my fucking teenage dream? I like that one a lot. I do. I Because because not everyone's uh, teenage years were the shit. <laughs> they kind of sucked for a lot of people. Exactly. um, And I mean, you still get it. It's like this overwhelming, like anxiety pressure from like that you you pick up from society. It's just about being insecure and it sucks. Yeah. I also like the way she says, God, it's brutal out here. Like, like, like it sounds like she's snotty and it Mm -hmm. sounds like she, she, uh, because I, I like this song quite a bit. Um, uh, Going into this, I was like, I'm surprised. And, you know, I'm like, I'm like, this is, brutal yeah well i think this track specifically almost this is kind of like what kind of set me up for disappointment is you had mentioned it was supposed to be more you you saw it being marketed as she was being subversive or you know something like that yeah it opens with these pretty like pop strings that then cut and then it cuts to the punk and you're thinking this is this is the the, this is you thought that that was indicative of the rest of the record. Like, exactly. That's, the, that's the intro statement. It's like, oh, you wanted this kind of punk 
too bad. We're rocking out. And then <laughs> they don't. And you're like, uh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that. So I, uh, I like that song. Brutal. And I was like, ready for the next one. Well, ready, I, like, I got a few more things to oh, say about okay. Brutal. It okay. kind of sounds like an Elvis Costello rip riff. Um, mm-hmm. uh, thing. It sounds like pump it up. I think it's the name of the song. Um, it does a cool thing where um, in the first verse, they're playing like an acoustic guitar. And then mm-hmm. when it gets to the second verse, they replace what the acoustic guitar was doing with like the synth bass thing. Um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of like this like pop electronic stuff meets punk, which I thought was a really, I liked it. I thought it was a, yeah. a cool joining of the two. Um, yeah. It's I, angsty as fuck too. I love the angst in it. Like, like to me that, uh, that that red is genuine to me. Absolutely. Like yeah. like I said, there are three songs in here I actually genuinely like quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Is Trader one of them? Trader is not one of them. This it, is like the typical sad pop song that you expected to be on this record. Which no, which I you, didn't expect it to be on here. Which I mean, like the, 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 what you'd expect on a pop record. So oh I mean, yeah, like, like yeah. This could have been later, but it it I felt like it like sucked all of the energy out of it. And this is this is a song where you could be like, oh, this is the seven other songs about this because mm-hmm. like because he talks about how she talks about uh, her boyfriend who didn't she know on her but as soon as they broke off uh, broke up he's with this other chick and this chick is prettier than her or whatever like like um yeah like uh, he didn't he didn't really have like a like a mourning period that they broke up it was just like he was immediately with someone else. What's which was the what does it really mean? Huh? Mm-hmm. So like uh, like uh, everyone's seen this in their life, I guess. You have this girl or this guy, and this girl or guy break up, and that other person's with someone else super quick, which means they are probably emotionally cheating, or they're just they're they're you know they're slinging whatever, <laughs> right? So like, right. Um, so uh, um, so it's just song, it's a, it's a breakup song, but it. I guess uh, part of me with not connecting with it is I'm is because you're not a 17 year old girl. I, I mean, that could be part of it. I don't think this is necessarily like specifically no, just for, for girls, but guys. it, it feels like uh, it's high school drama because yeah. it is high school drama. Yeah. It, it, that's just kind of what it feels like. So you're hearing, you're hearing somebody kind of like complain about it, but I'm so far removed from high school drama stuff that it's just like, it's just, it's not for me. This will connect with somebody who's kind of more in it, but I'm so far yeah, people beyond call, it. People are going to call this like a, a great coming of age record, but I just don't, I don't see myself revisiting it really. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I which is kind of weird that I'm so, I, I know this record so well because I was still like this like eight times to get ready for this episode and I won't visit again, but I know it. <laughs> and so it's so weird that I know this record so well. But I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go out and buy it. I'm not gonna. Uh, I, I will hear Olivia Rodrigo two years from now with a new record or whatever. I won't listen to it. Probably. We'll see what happens. Actually, if, if she leans more into the the uh, the punky stuff, I might check it out. But uh, yeah. I don't know. I might show the three the three tracks I like on here to my wife. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, it, but this one. So one thing with pop music, along with like trying to you know sell a lot, make a lot of money which I feel like I can't really begrudge them for because that's what you want to do when you're making art. But they do a really good job 
a lot of the times, even if it's like not a song I necessarily like, but they're they're good at finding cool sounds or making weird stuff more palatable. Um, mm-hmm. Like this one has some just like really cool sounding like backup instruments behind the like the ballady stuff where it's like these really deep like synth chords that are just kind of hanging out in the mix, really beefing it up. And it's it's obviously really well thought out. Like this isn't just yeah. like regurgitated out there like there's there's interesting stuff kind of happening in the background that i mm-hmm. guess i wouldn't have expected to be there yeah it's 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 not a bad song either it's it's a, i really have no issues with the with it like but it's just not a, a song i would gravitate towards as a person yeah this is <laughs> so this was maybe my main problem with the album is it's a lot of these kind of songs. These kind of like yeah. sad pop ballads. I don't like those by anybody. <laughs> it could be the best one. Uh, and it's, it's just not a genre or song type that I like. And this yeah. album and that, is mostly that. Yeah. Do you want to move on to the driver's license? Yeah. Which was the, the first, I, I actually, I actually dig this song quite a bit. Um, you may not, uh, I did not. This, this, yeah. I actually, uh, this is the first song I heard by her, and I was like, "Who is this?" You know, hmm. um, it, I, I think the singing on it is really good, um, but doing two slow songs in a row is, really especially after a fast song, is just like <laughs> more. But um, beginning about young stupid love, it's sort of cringy because uh, like I knew we weren't perfect, but I've never felt this way for no one. Ugh. Right. <laughs> like, like uh i understand like but i've never felt this way before jasmine and you know Aladdin and all that shit like mm-hmm. like um uh like the the third verse uh, uh all my friends are tired of how much i mean god damn the fuck um yeah i don't know i like i guess i like how like honest she's being about it of like yeah maybe i was a little little obsessed maybe a little not great about it um one weird thing that like maybe is kind of the story behind this song, but she had to have when they were together, the boyfriend had to like convince her to get a driver's license. And it's like, yeah. what 16 or 17 year old doesn't want, like, why won't, why wouldn't you need one? Like go get your license so you can drive. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And good for her. She had a car right away too. I mean, a lot of people didn't do a driver's license and drove their dad's car to the grocery store to pick up something. <laughs> but um, but no, it, like, it's just so weird to me that like she had to be convinced, and now she's like, "Oh, now I'm stuck driving uh, by your house." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're laughing over the noise. God, I'm so blue, but I still fucking love you. But um, yeah. <laughs> so this is on. This is the time. Fuck or shows up twice, and they're like, oh, we gotta put that parental advisory sticker on this now she said fuck twice yeah i think so, that that's the cutoff right or is it only one i don't know man like i, I don't think it mm, i'm sure it's i don't a sliding scale or something yeah jolene's more sets record a jagged little pill does not have a parental advisor on it but she says fuck really clearly once but um and she's talking about like the act of fucking mm. but, um, that, but that's um, the you can't that's the worst one huh that's the worst one because you're yeah, the, lying that, yeah, yeah, sexual it, con- sensual content. So when it comes to PG thirteen R and PG thirteen, you can say fucking, you can say the fuck word, but it can't be the act of 
fucking something, you have to be like, that's fucking stupid. Or, you know, just, it's just the dream, but you can't say they fucked you, you know, they fucked or anything like that. Cause, cause it, it, it opens that brain in your mind of penis and going to vagina or whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. like, so can't have that. Can't have that. Cause I, I heard two fuck words in a PG 13 movie recently. And I can't remember what it was, but I was like, I was like, no, that's different. There's two of them. Anyway, <laughs> but those ones but were driver's license but i uh, feel like with the you know the rating system in movies that we're we're always kind of like one step forward but then three steps back okay i have a little bit of (laughs) trivia on this song yeah uh so uh this was written by livia rodrigo dan nigro and taylor swift oh interesting yeah sounds like taylor swift song uh unsurprisingly olivia rodrigo is a giant fan of taylor swift just a huge fan. A lot of people are. Yeah, and Which, uh, you we can we can get into it a little bit. You were kind of taking the, the very popular Damon Albarn stance on somebody co-writing music, and now you're mm-hmm. talking about Taylor Swift. Um, I oh, don't mind that other people really, have like, <laughs> have helped somebody write music if it's good stuff. It's it's a group effort usually yeah. to write music. If it's especially if you're a pop artist, that's like that's all you do is like right, right with you get a, you're trying to yeah. you know appeal to as many people as possible get as much expertise in there but it does sometimes make the music sound a little focus groupy also this was also written by jack anatoff uh he was written for tons of artists he's known as basically just uh the bleachers he was in some other fucking band i can't remember the name of but he's he's famous he's i've it's seen him certainly a name i've heard and he's he's known for just being like, hey, you want to come off and write a song for me? I'll write something that that's really really catchy, and people are gonna like it. <laughs> but um, uh, so it's another. Oh, slower he was in piano fun. Song. He was he was in fun. Okay, I've heard of that. Tonight we are young. That song. He was in that band. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. It is a, another piano sort of right thing. Yeah, a little a little uh, jauntier in the chords, um, but yeah. once again. About bad relationship. It sounds like an abusive relationship, really. Yeah. And it's obviously about the same dude, but yeah, about a guy who's just kind of like exploiting her insecurities to, I don't know, manipulate her. The third fuck word in this song, too. Keeping count. You got me fucked up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Uh, You got me fucked up in the head, boy. Never down myself so much. But yeah, like he's this girl, this guy's. Uh, it's jauntier because it's got the ones that it's got the hook and it. it's a big, big hook in this song. Um, but it does. It's, it's not my favorite hook. And it's not my favorite song. <laughs> no, uh, but I mean, it is pretty, pretty interesting. It's not just talking about the breakup part of it, but like during the relationship where he's just kind of inconsistent. He's like manipulative and shitty, but sometimes it's okay. Sometimes it's a good relationship. I'd leave you, but the roller coasters all I've had. Right. Which is, yeah, which is kind of a biting line. So, next song, Deja Vu. Uh, this was written by by Olivia Rodrigo, Dan Agro, and Annie Clark, also known as St. Vincent. Oh, cool. wears, yeah, yeah, I like St. Vincent. Which, yeah, me too. Uh, she's She writes really interesting stuff. And this is kind of an interesting song in that aspect. Um, man, uh, I just, it, it's a song about basically. But what covers is all this stuff that that she's doing with she did with the guy. Uh, he's 
maybe doing this with the the new girl he's with, right? Yeah, kind of this like everything you like about him, he either got from me or he did with me already. Yeah, like talking about Billy Joel, the uptown girl, and and uh, eating ice cream and and watching reruns of Glee. <laughs> you know, like, which I would never do, by the way. <laughs> like, fuck. I wouldn't even watch original airings of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but um, this is the first time. I'm sorry, I, I sound like such a like a dumbass when I say. This has the shit word in it, but it does. They say, don't, we didn't do that shit to you, which is the way I'd speak, honestly. <laughs> I would. But, uh, but, um, one of the things I want to mention is trading jackets, which I did in high school. You like, traded like, jackets? Yeah, with the, like, uh, or like hoodies with the girl I was dating. It, apparently, it was a thing. I didn't know this until, like, uh, like the third girlfriend in high school. Like, what you do is you trade, like, jackets or hoodies and you went around school to know. Hey, this is the person I'm dating. <laughs> Interesting. And <laughs> in the, in the one, that, the first time I did with someone, I let her jack so much. I asked if I keep it after we broke up. And she said, no, <laughs> But um, whatever. Yeah, I want to uh, own. Yeah. Uh, this but, one uh, kind of starts off a little slower, like the other ones, but it finally does get going a little bit after the, the first chorus when like the rest of the, the musicians join in. I do like that one. That, that part of the song. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like I heard that. Oh, that's interesting and kind of ugly. I like that. <laughs> um, but, um, I liked uh, I like the line in here of uh, like I hate to think I was just your type, as like mm-hmm. you didn't like me as a person. I was just like I was just like a type for you. Yeah. Uh, in the outro, I know you get deja vu, which is hey man, it's, it's a cool song. I guess it's not mm-hmm. my favorite, but I, I do like the same. Yeah, the song kept me engaged throughout because stuff was, you know, changing and stuff was being added. Like it was, it was interesting. But yeah, uh, didn't didn't really dig this one either. Did you think good for you? I really like this song. Okay, now I will tell you why you like it. Um, this song, uh, but I listened to it without like notes or something. I listened to it. And I'm like, this sounds a lot like Paramore. This sounds like Misery Business. And that's because fucking Two in the Moons of Paramore were co-writers on this song. This sounds just like a Paramore song. 100%. Sounds like Misery Business. I, I was like, this sounds like it, it fucking might as well be. It's, but I don't uh, like the, Paramore. So why would, like, that, like, why would that show how I like it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I but knew that. Know, they, uh, so it wasn't like a direct co-writing. They were trying to make a song that sounded like Paramore. And then I believe Paramore sued or enough people noticed that they were like, this is a fucking Paramore song. So they got their name on there as co-writers, but really? they didn't, they weren't like in the studio being like, yeah, let's write a Paramore song. Crazy. But it's basically yeah. a ripoff of misery business, at okay. least the chorus. And they, they oh. do fit together really. Well. If, if I have this song stuck in my head, I also have misery business stuck in my head. So I, I want to mention that, that, um, <laughs> yeah, like, I didn't know that. Why is this nowhere on the, it's probably somewhere on the internet. I didn't pay attention, but, uh, <laughs> So I want to mention that also it sounds a lot like that pink song. Good. You in your hand. Like they could mix that together. I don't like, know if uh, I've heard that. I'm not here for your entertainment. You don't really mess with me tonight. Uh, you don't need to hear it, but, no, but, sing the rest. but it sounds, no, that's all I know. Of it. Uh, uh, but uh, I'm not going to do that. Man. I hate when people do that. And I did it. Oh, fuck. Um, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's a, it's a banger though of a song. It's a good song. I really um, like it. Uh, it's got, they do a really good job kind of bridging the verse and the chorus, which mm-hmm. 
the verses sound more just kind of like a regular like lively pop thing and then it goes into mm-hmm. the more punky side of it in the the chorus and i think they work really well together um she does some like interesting kind of like affected vocals that in verse two that kind of give it that like it gives it like an attitude yeah makes it a little bit more fun um a bit again about that guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I, I do like the baby what the fuck is up with that and good for you like like i do like like the sort of snotty lines in this there's there's a few of them. Um, it does a it does a trick that i love pretty much all the time mm-hmm. and it's during uh there, there's like an acoustic break for one of the choruses where she sings it but it's only played on an acoustic guitar by itself and then everything kicks back in yeah 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 it's always cool that, it's always a good a trick cool. Yeah, it's always a good trick. I, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, so it's it's one of the better songs on the record. If all the songs are like this, I think I'd probably I'd probably dig it. Yeah, I, like if it was like if it was good for you, brutal and gosh, what's the last one? Uh, I think oh, it's I, uh, jealousy, jealousy. If it was those three songs, yeah, it, like in that style, like you could slow down for a couple of them. But if it was mostly in that style, I think this would be a much more much more successful album at least for, for you. me yeah yeah, yeah yeah this i mean it doesn't get more successful no, i mean i don't mean monetarily successful i mean <laughs> artistically successful okay um do you want to move on to uh, enough for you which uh, i don't like this song that much but i, I think that the chorus uh is a, a heartbreaking it says i don't uh it's all ever wanted to be was enough for you and i was like fuck like it, it, it that's it's got that, it's, it's a good biting line it's it's sad it's devastating man like mm-hmm. like i was like god that's so fucking sad but it's back and to slow again another, slow, another again. slow sad song yeah. and it's about that guy again yeah <laughs> so? and but yeah like her kind of trying to change herself or like learn everything she can about her partner who's obviously like not putting in the effort like he just does not care as hard as she tries yeah and i, I the when it comes to like talking about like the lyrical content of this record, the, the the fact that it's about this guy so much, like, okay, so we can talk about concept records. We can talk about uh page of the lines control, for example, that has a arc, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, this could be a, a concept record, but just like this, you know, for two weeks, like the two weeks, she's feeling like shit. Exactly. And it's <laughs> like, it does feel like it borders on that like being a concept album. It's, it's obviously it was meant to be though. Well, it's obviously a breakup album. Yeah. Like, yeah it's sure. all about the same thing. And I think why other breakup albums are more successful is either they maybe have more relationships under their belt or growth or something. But yeah, this but really think- just feels like it was the weekend they broke up and she's like, okay, this is all the lyrics I have in me. And it's like, but- ugh. I think, I think oh, a lot of high school kids, we're connected to this because of like they've been through this sort of shit, you know, like, like, yeah, I think not saying that I've been, through, but if you're a high schooler, you yeah, know, like I think, if you're high school, it's going to be like something that you really connect with. Yeah. I, th- I think if you take it as like individual tracks, it, it would mm-hmm. work better where it's like, cause you, you get just like that three or four minutes of like, here's the sad thing that's happening um but having it over and over again i think it just it starts to lose its edge because i this song i think is some of the better lyrics about it uh you got like you got the chorus one like you said but then it's like uh she says now i don't want your sympathy i just want myself back 
Yeah, like that's these are great lines, but I feel yeah. like the effect is diluted because she said it like four times before we even get to this point. And it's just kind of like you feel like her friends in the driver's license song where you're just yeah. like, oh, my God, stop talking about him. But you know, the thing is what we don't get a break from that. Even the next song. Nope. <laughs> uh, the the next song is a I wrote that goddamn again. That's what I was like like about this song because it's it's again like it's sort of like I hope you're happy, but don't be happier than me. We were. I was like goddamn. Mm-hmm. Like um, uh, he talks about the pretty girl that she has now. It's not me. Obviously, it's this new girl. Uh, do you do you forgot about me? What's the, what's the deal? Um, so like <laughs> uh, the you think I uh. I do like about this part of this song though is there's claps and hand snaps. They're snapping it and there's hand claps. I was like, I was like, you got me. All right. You got, you got <laughs> something. There was a bit, yeah, yeah. there's a little guitar riff between the chorus and the verse that reminded me of like Tame Impala. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, it's yeah, like, it, it's kind of, it is kind of like drawing in influences from stuff that I do like. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, this one is the closest I think you get to there being that, like, narrative arc on a breakup album, because it's like she's kind of accepting now that they've broken mm-hmm. up, like they're not going to get back together. I I just think it needed to go, like, one step further and get to that, like, okay, I'm officially over it. I'm back out there. Something like it just never quite hits that. So it just kind of it, it again just feels like it's written in that same two week period. This, this is a record. This song was written solely by Olivia Rodrigo. Mm-hmm. In fact, this is a song that made that, that Dan Nigro heard the demo version. And this is what he posted on Instagram. I got chills and I was like, Oh my God, her voice is insane. I really deemed him there. That second was like, Hey, I think you're amazing. We should make music. And they did. They did. They made, they made a whole record called sour. <laughs> and they uh the flagship store uh, the flagship sour patch kids store sold two pound bags of sour patch kids with a Olivia Rodriguez face on this one like like two hundred bucks three hundred bucks now on, on uh eBay. Like, Did like, they change the yeah. flavor? Uh n- no, but I think they're all blue or purple or whatever. The but um but now they, they don't sell them anymore. So if you want to buy them, you can buy them on eBay for hundreds of dollars. Neat. No, thank yeah, you. Neat. No, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I do, I do like sour patch kids because I, I mean, look at this, right? But mm-hmm. like, like, but uh, I'm not. Watermelon ones are the best ones. What, what is wrong with you? I hear that all the time, and I think everyone says it's fucking wrong because they got the best. People, they got the best flavor and the best texture. I don't know, man. I disagree, but <laughs> yeah, and I'm the crazy one. Yeah, I know. It sounds like you're just jealous. See, jealousy. Jealousy, which uh, sounds like a. I Good. I like this one. This is the last song on the album I like. Um, the bass parts are fucking killer in this song. It's the bass it's just part, a, the way it starts out. Yeah, it's, it's a just vibe. A punk song. Yeah, it's not punk about the dude song. either, really. It's not about that guy. It's, it's not, a, but, but it is. It is kind of wrapped up into it. Um, this is kind of in a similar vein to uh, Brutal. Yeah, uh, this is kind of her talking about where a lot of her insecurities come from, which then plays into. Uh, enough for you, uh, was it enough for you? No, it was uh, one step forward, three steps back. Like, yeah. that, that's why I think they're all related, is because 
these insecurities she's getting from everywhere are also carrying into the relationship, which is why maybe she let this shitty relationship happen and maybe why she's so hung up on it. Um, come, come Parison. <laughs> oh, yeah. <God. laughs> it's a catchy song and it's, it's not boring. I like this song quite a bit. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think, I, mean, I think these types of songs are significantly better than the slow songs. Cause yeah, they're just, they're lively. They're fun to listen to. Um, it, you can have these kind of like sadder, more biting lyrics that show up in these songs without it. Like, I guess the music being coded for being like, you're supposed to be sad now. And you know that because I'm playing a slow song, a slow song on the piano. That <laughs> you, don't, sounds you, don't need, you don't want people to tell you how to feel. Is that what you're saying? Maybe I just, I, I know when you're listening to pop music, there's a certain amount of like, maybe like tropes that do show up in it. So it's like, you know, this is a sad song with sad lyrics and I got to make sure the music sounds sad. What sounds sad, slow piano song in minor where I, that, I guess that's more what I'm talking about is I've heard it like a million times Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it, it just, there wasn't anything interesting happening with the slower songs as opposed to the faster ones that I liked quite a bit. There's a little bit of atonal atonalness to this too. It's like a like it's it's pretty cool. Like the song itself is just has a, like a, a vibe I'm really into. Mm-hmm. And it's I, I I can live in the space, but I guess I'm saying I'm saying like, like this it's a cool song. <laughs> I mean I, I don't know. And you know it's just it. lyrics I can stand beside behind, you know, as a as an old man that hates yeah. modern pop music. It's talking about how bad social media is and like uh, what? <laughs> but what? I, I mean, don't know. Like, I, I like that it's like she's looking at it, she's like, I know this is bad, but it's like I can't like not do it. Mm-hmm. Uh and she's looking at other people's lives like how it's so much better than theirs. Yeah, you know, which I like the you line pretty like, face and a pretty boyfriend too. <laughs> I'm happy for them, them, but again, I'm not. Uh, I think I think uh, too much about kids who don't know me. Yeah, uh, I want to be so bad, and I don't even know you. Mm-hmm. All I see is what I should be: happier, pretty, jealousy, jealousy. jealousy. Um, but um, I uh, this song, yeah, it's a song that that I mean, they're self-aware. I guess the best way to put it, because Julia uh, Rodriguez is a huge. Is TikTok thing, right? Like she's all over TikTok. I mean, you'll hear most, uh, most popular, yeah, especially like, with songs. Like, yeah, they show up as like memes. At least good uh-huh. for you does. I haven't. I don't know if I've heard any other stuff. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, we can go into favorite crime. Back to slow. Um, Back to slow. Do again. Do the shit. Have we get it? Yeah, and <laughs> you know, a little bit more. Uh, very similar feelings uh, to the relationship sh- stuff that she was having before, but maybe in here starts to see a little bit of like her own fault in the relationship failure. I do uh, like the lines, herself do, be treated badly. Uh, I do like the line. Do I, as you do I, as you buried me one heart broke four hands bloody. I like that a lot. That's a cool did, line. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It, um, you know, it, it kind of brings in the self-consciousness that she was talking about on, you know, the earlier songs in here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how that does play into what happened. Um, but, yeah, she's like, it was a bad relationship. But, you know, I had strong feelings about it. Yeah. Obviously. Oh, the, wrote a whole album oh, about the, it. Oh, the things I did just so I could call you mine. I wonder what some of the things she did was maybe uh, not talk to her friends or uh, just be, like, oblivious to the things that were happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but yeah, it's it's a song that sort of uh, highlights the shitty relationship she was in, and how much it damaged her. Exactly. Which, and then that's what the song's about damage. So to me, like, it's it's not a bad song. It's just not my favorite, and not in the very least. And that's a sad thing because I don't know how. Like, like I'm surprised that it made it so high in people's lists. But it does have those things where people, you know, be like, well, what kind of music do you like? The people are like all kinds. Okay, then you like this Olivia Rodrigo record. If you like so, so all kinds, because mm-hmm. there's there's rock songs and then there's soft ballad songs, which are and none the songs that are rock songs are except for the fuck word in some of them, they're pretty inoffensive. They're pretty like your parents aren't going to think you're like a. A bad person or whatever for listening <laughs> to these songs, especially not these. Which again, it's the Disney in her. I think I feel like it's hard to get away from that. And for me, I, to- I mean, there's even stars who aren't Disney people that they're not out there making dangerous music or anything. Like <laughs> it's it's weird. There's not that- a lot of there's not a lot of artists out there. I mean, I know we listen to a decent amount of them, but there's not a lot of people who are really out there who like making that kind of music yeah uh, i don't know if it's so much disney influence as much as like one they're trying to sell a lot of albums but two just like a lot of people just don't exist in that that headspace of like i want to yell the fuck word and play grindcore or something like that we do though yeah exactly (laughs) we're still angry we're still angry um but um uh the uh the thing is about yeah, I, I had a different idea what this record would be like before we actually straight up listened to it, and I'm disappointed. <laughs> Me too. And we can act, we're going to move on to the last track, which I think perfectly kind of encapsulates part of why I'm so disappointed in this album. Uh-huh. And that's a hope you're okay, which I think has a I think it has a good message. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's sort of like about like the you know LGBTQ youth sort of uh, going with uh, having this shit put around them. Exactly. And- it's all people she was like remembering that she's like, I lost contact with these people who are having just a really rough time, but like, I, I really hope it worked out. Yeah. And that's nice. It's, it's a cute song, <laughs> but that like, you know, like it, I think it's, it's, it makes you feel, it does tug at the heartstrings a little bit. Yeah. Like um, I, I don't have any issues with like the message or really the song itself. Where does it fit on this album? Like That's it is, it is ten this songs is the, that sound like a concept album, and then you just get this one at the end, and you're like, "What is, is this? this? This is the most Disney song of them all, to my my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's 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 not a bad song. It's a cute song. It's a nice song. Um, it, it has a message, but I don't know. Like you said, it doesn't fit anywhere else. It's and it and it's also it's it's so sickly sweet and you know you make sure you give people hugs and shit. Make sure to reach out to your friend if you haven't talked to you in a while. But 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 that's about it, you know. Like so. Yeah, I, I just think that was my my issue with it is it was maybe marketed not great. Where I I felt like I was promised a a more rock an album than it being like a breakup. It, it doesn't seem like it's a concept album, but I think just she wrote about the same thing for 10 of the songs. Like it, it has <laughs> to be a concept album. Um, and then you end it without any sort of like 
cathartic ending. Mm-hmm. Any like it, it doesn't end in any point of like, oh, there's you know, there's hope for me for the future. I'm ready to move on and you know, really, really tackle this myself. Like you, you don't get that moment on here, and then you just kind of end it with this song where like it feels like the closure isn't there and just they just kind of tack this song on at the end yeah i could use a song about growth and maybe moving on you know like mm-hmm. sort of like like you know uh the 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 redemption part but again that's not what this record was meant to be this wants to be a bunch of songs you put on the radio maybe honestly. yeah um, this song does have a cool sounding guitar though. Kind of sound like it's yeah. underwater and that's, that's really, <laughs> that's, that's kind of all I have to say about it. Oh, the, the, the singing's not bad. It's not exceptional, but it's not, it's definitely not bad. No, um, I, I think it was good. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, it's yeah. It's Olivia Rodrigo, I guess. I am, that's, I am baffled that it showed up on so many end of the year lists. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe it's just, if I like this kind of, music i'd be into it more maybe i need to like have somebody else listen to it and you know talk to me well, about it. robert christigo who's like a revered music journalist from didn't doing shit since the 60s uh he had he had um this record is number three on his 71 they call him the dean and he has 71 favorites dear this was number three number one was uh a Peter Stanfield record and like in the top 10 was Peter Stanfield and Jeffrey Lewis. Like they did a record together. Mm-hmm. That's the one we talked about. And that's one's favorite of the year too. Um, and Olivia Rodrigo goes up there and we know this Jeff Lewis posted, Hey, Robert Christie, liked our record. And then, then I looked at his list and this was up there like number three as Olivia Rodrigo goes. Yeah. It's been, sour. it's been pretty high. He's, um, he's 79 years old. <laughs> guy's 79 years old. And he loves this record, which is crazy um, to me. But I yeah, mean, those, pretty, if, yeah. if the album was similar to those three songs uh, that I liked, like I think it probably would have made at least my top ten. Yeah, the three songs in here are killer. <laughs> those three songs are are killer songs. I I like more songs than that, but comes in my sap. But um, <laughs> but again, not a horrible record. Uh, I've chosen for candy. Went a little bit out of our comfort zone. Here we are. This is Olivia Rodrigo's Sour. And I hope you, I hope you enjoy our thing about it. But you know, I hope we enjoy more. What? What our next thing will be? Let's hear it. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see what we got going on here. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> um. Oh, we can't do this one. It's later. Sorry. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> cut that part out. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Uh, generally hated albums. What is it? Generally hated albums. I got one. Oh, generally right. hated. Yeah, yeah, I got it, man. I already have mine. Uh, I'm gonna text you later to see if it's the same one you have. <laughs> but if I have one, right? We'll we'll one. see. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to think a little bit. Okay, I, I got mine right away. Like, it, like when I I had one in my mind, wrote it, and I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, it could be a, now it's interesting way you could be generally the hate album that you like or just a generally hate album because it sucks so, yeah and it like, could also be generally hated by everybody world at large or it could be just within the fan base 
or with with a group of people that targeted it. Who knows? Yeah. There's yeah. there's some wiggle room here, which yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna need to think about it a little bit more. Uh, once you figure it out, let me know and I'll tell you what mine's. I will. Um okay. Uh what's she got going on, pal? <laughs> <laughs> uh well, me and a friend of mine do the music for this podcast. Uh, so if you like what you heard at the opening or what you're hearing right now, uh, we are on Bandcamp at smell.bandcamp.com. Uh, we got two little EPs on there that are free to download uh, and listen to. So check those out and I hope you enjoy them. What about you? I do a, a weekly podcast on movies that don't suck and some that do. We do two new movies a week. Uh, Mid-January is kind of hard when this is being recorded, but we were able to squeeze something in. And yeah, uh, it usually comes out Monday or Tuesday. We do a live broadcast of it. Like we do a live show every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Central. So if you want to tune into that, you can see me in a, in a, what I look like. <laughs> and um, I, I generally don't like the camera on me, but hey, um, my co-host want to do it. But yeah, uh, Moves on Suck is something to do. You can find all places you find the record night at the same places. So uh, I think that's it. Uh, we did a really weird episode, but I'm, I had a fun time doing it, man. Yeah, we had a lot to talk about. Uh, if you guys, again, do you want to give our, our like, contact info again? Or? Uh, I mean, we're on everything. We're on Facebook at uh, Record Night Pod. We are on uh, Instagram at Record Night Pod. You can Gmail us at Record Night Pod at gmail.com or Twitter. Twitter at Record underscore Night. I think that's it. Right? <laughs> okay. Um, that's, uh, that sounds like everything. Are we going to start TikTok? No, right? Oh, we might. I don't know. I'm holding off on downloading the app because I know I will lose hours to it once the algorithm figures me out. Oh, you bet. Oh, this guitar, this guitar video. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, all right, everyone, listen. Uh, thanks for listening to Reckon. We'll see you next time. Bye.